This ASAP podcast is brought to you by Team Builder, the online strength and conditioning software for coaches and trainers. Team Builder has an impressive roll call of clients, and it just happens to be the top programs in any category of sport team. TeamBuilder.com and by PitShark, heavy-duty strength equipment. PitShark is the real and fine-tuned belt squat, and they're in every major strength training facility for a reason. There's imitations out there, but the real and power strength curve is experienced on the PitShark. Go to LoadTheBar.com. This is Ed Sicali with Athletic Strength and Power Podcasts, University of Cincinnati. I'm in the training center with the Bearcats. They're one of the top teams in the country nowadays. I'm going to be uh, passing the mic around. This is a first group podcast that we're going to experience. We've got four coaches with us today, and they're going to introduce themselves, give a little bit of background on how they got here to the Cincinnati and uh, working with the Bearcats, and a little bit about their past and, and uh, some of their studies and athletics and, and a quick uh, synopsis. And then we're going to get on to talking about training and what's going on here in Clifton as far as the five-day scheme that they've got going. Coach. Thanks for having us, Eddie. Um, my name is Jeremiah Ortiz. I'm from the Rochester, New York area. I'm an assistant coach here at Cincinnati. I went to West Liberty University, played some ball there. As soon as I graduated at West Liberty, I went down to Florida and interned under Nick Savage for the University of Florida for uh, about a half a year. And then after that, I interned here at Cincinnati for a few months. And then I got a job at Georgia Southern University down in Statesboro. I was there for a few months. I came up I came up here in Cincinnati, and uh, Coach Brady hired me here full-time. Yeah, yesterday's group that you had in, what uh, particular group were you working with, some of the details that you were doing at your uh, station? Oh, so yesterday I, we were able to, so we were, our groups are broken down into bigs, big skills, and skills. So I, I got to work with everybody on the team, actually, as far as uh, position-wise. Yesterday was a deadlift day, so we got after on deadlift. You see, the guys were amped up, juiced up to go, ready to go yesterday and then we got into some single leg variations pretty much just like a hip dominant day then we got into some unilateral work some other knee dominant hamstring work i'm under the impression that today's the recovery yes sir and uh there's a little less action here in bearcat country so uh you know we'll talk about some of the things that have been going on during the week uh my name is zach higgins uh went to school at michigan state university uh, where i played football i got my undergrad in kinesiology then I was inspired to be a strength coach by Coach Ken Manny and a lot of the other guys on staff there, Tommy Hope, Bill Burkhart, Lorenzo Guess. Those are my guys there, inspired me. So what I did was I catapulted my career by going to the University of Maryland and taking an internship. And then I got hired on at uh, Miami University where I worked for Paul Harker and James Carsey. Shortly thereafter, I went back to the University of Maryland for two years. And now I'm going on year three at the University of Cincinnati. Coach, I saw some of your, your dudes down there uh, last week. Uh, what are some of the pointers that you look for as far as the squat exercise? Yeah, squats. So the biggest thing for me is before I push push weight with my guys, and obviously we want our guys hitting some good numbers, but mechanically speaking, we want them to be sound, hitting their depth, however you choose to coach that up. You know, I know there's some different variations across the board, whether you go a little bit Lower bar, wider stance. I like to try and get my guys about shoulder width apart, hitting that uh, below hamstring depth on their back squat. Was that like a five by five last week? Or uh, last week we did the uh, four by four, and we'll be on a five by three this week. We're on week. We started off four by six, and we went four by five, four by four, and we're on five by three this week with the guys. We'll be hitting up to ninety uh, percent on their last set of back squat, taking an RP on that, and then uh, kind of progressing the weight from there. 
and uh, we'll pass the mic right on down to Danny. Eddie, it's always good to have you in the weight room and chat with you, but my name is Danny Felino. I'm from East Lansing, Michigan. Played football at Michigan State with Zach here. We're teammates. After my, my kind of strength journey, I uh, did an internship with the Miami Dolphins, spring and summer 2014, and then after that I got into graduate school at Michigan State as a GAA slash strength intern there for a couple years. After that, I did an internship at Northwestern University. I got the job here late 2017, early 2018. I've been here going on four years now. Yeah, and it looks like you guys are loving life. I mean, this this whole Bearcat uh, program has really changed the last, uh, well, since Coach Fickle, you know, flew into town on that uh, Sunday afternoon in December, whatever month it was. But um, you guys have really worked on this culture, and you can just feel it. You can see it. The players are really adapted to it. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's just a reflection of, you know, the leadership we have in our program. Coach Fickle, from the top down, he, he's created one of the most, you know, intense and competitive cultures I've ever been a part of. Basically, what we try to do is is preach it and maintain it with these guys and, you know, and give all the credit to them. The, uh, the football coaching staff, you know, they bring in great kids. Each of us enjoy driving into work every morning just to look forward to work, working with these kids every day. So, you know, that makes our job easy in terms of culture. It's just about leadership and, you know, it starts from the top down, Coach Fick on, to- on, on down. So You guys do an interesting job with your your warm-up thing. The tempers. Yeah, the body Can you explain temper. that a little bit? Yeah, so body tempering is basically a kind of a, a heavier form of myofascial release. It basically breaks up adhesions from training that the kids develop from training over time. A different, more intense way of foam rolling, basically, to dumb it down a little bit. But the, we have a couple tempers that we, we got, and you know, we started using them, what do you think, a year and a half ago, two years ago? I mean, the kids really enjoy that, especially during the season when they go to those bumps and bruises and, you know, we can kind of break some of that stuff up in their in their body. So, All right, next we shift uh, down to a Cincinnati dude. How's it going, Ed? Appreciate you having, having us on. So my name is Jimmy Rodenberg. This is my first year here with the University of Cincinnati as a full-time guy. I started off my journey as a strength coach at the Ohio State University as I was finishing up my undergrad. I spent two years there with Coach Mickey Marotti and his staff. And then once Coach Fickle actually decided to make the move down to Cincinnati, I decided to come down with Coach Fickle and Coach Brady to the University of Cincinnati, where I interned down here for about two years. From there, I made my way up to Grand Rapids, Michigan, was fortunate enough to be the head strength coach of Grand Valley State University for their football program, and then got a call in January to come back home, and you know I couldn't be happier. And then your father was the head football coach. At- oh, yeah, my dad. So he spent 10 years at Cincinnati Moeller High School. You know, a great football program. Yeah, legendary uh, Ohio powerhouse. Oh, yeah, definitely. Big time powerhouse. And then, you know, he spent a little bit of time down in Kentucky, about two years down there, where he won a state championship back in 06. And now he's out in, out in Indianapolis coaching up Ron Colley Rebels out there. Uh, Jeremiah, if you could tell us a little bit about what's going on tomorrow, what's on the plate tomorrow for the Bearcats on, on a Friday. Getting to some back squat. We got a 5 by 3 with an RPE. So pretty much what the RPE is, we're just determining how heavy it was for the athletes. Then we're going to get into some leg press and then a hip-dominant movement with an RDL. And then we're going to transition to uh, rear foot elevated split squats, another unilateral movement with a knee-dominant hamstring, eccentric negative hams. And then uh, we're going to get into some carries and some reverse hypers. And then, of course, we're going to hit four-way knock. Take a look at a dude like me. And, uh, let's say I'm a freshman right? walking into the Cincinnati Bearcat country. Uh, in fact, they just arrived basically this week, didn't they? Yes, sir. Let's say you got a guy like me, 100, uh, 175 pounds. What can you do with me on, the, on, on, your, on some of the legwork? You know, what, do you, what would you expect out of a dude like me? 
I'm so, one of those leg presses. You know, a couple hundred pounds, or what? I'm like, what do I got to do to keep <laughs> up with the big boys? So first off, the if it's your first week here, we're gonna make sure you know how to do each movement correctly. Make sure that that you're hitting all the points for the squat. Make sure you're hitting all the points for the hip press safely. It can be a dangerous movement if it's incorrect. First, we'll make sure safety first. After that, we'll start. We use the methods of progressive overload each week. We'll work you up to a, a weight that you can do, push yourself to. Just in a, in a few short months, some of these freshmen, you never know. They can step up Correct. and pressure some of these uh, older dudes, and okay. who knows? Uh, you know, they may be ready for the big time uh, come August, right? Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Um, when you look at some of the freshmen come in, some of them may be underdeveloped, but uh, this group that we got in, they look pretty good physically. So you never know what who's going to arise out of the pack. There seems to be a lot of speed sprinkled into this group, too. There's a lot. Yeah, I haven't got, got a chance to see them run yet, but here in a couple of weeks we should see them open up a little bit. Yeah, on paper. I've looked at the, some of the guys on paper. You guys have yet to uh, so, get them into the Bearcat way yeah, here. Yeah, so yesterday was pretty much their first day, and it was just a teach. It'll be exciting to see them here in the coming weeks. And then you'll uh, start sharpening the, the Bearcat claws there. And I'm going to talk to Coach Zach now. Uh, he's mentioned that he spent some time at Miami. That's the Red Hawks. It used to be the Redskins back in my day, but... Uh, the Red Hawks, Coach, they'd like nothing more than to come in here in Bearcat country and knock you guys off first game of the season. I, lo I love my time there. I love the coaches there. You know, Luke. Luke's one of my really close friends. He runs the football program there now. And they get, they've always had good teams, good, good hard-nosed, tough teams. And that's what, you know, that's what we're, we're building here, and that's what we've built here. And, um, you know, Coach Fickle's always talked about this offseason is building a top-10 program, not a top-10 team. Because, you know, last year we had a – a top 10 team we're trying to take that next step and become a, a top 10 program and I think we're putting ourselves in a position to do so so um, as always team down the road there in Miami gonna be a good game but hopefully we come out on top if I'm a player and I come in here every morning to, to get my workouts all I got to do is look at that schedule and know I, I better have my game ready absolutely I mean we got you know we got Notre Dame and Indiana early and then obviously we got our rivalry game there at Miami so you know we'll be tested early and I, I know our guys are are ready for the challenge and they've been putting in the work and will continue to do so to win those games over to danny felina if you could tell us uh, you know i saw the saw the sled push last week and uh looks like it's the uh, intensity starting to pick up a little bit uh saw some guys crashing down to one knee and all that kind of stuff but yeah. i also saw some dudes really really getting after it what do you look for and and when you're doing that sled push what are some of the, the pointers that we're looking for well, well obviously when we do the the sled push on Fridays and things things of that nature at the end of the lift, it it's usually adds kind of a competitive element to the end of the lift, right? So that's what we used to do with with you know shout out to my mentor, Coach Manny and Coach Vorkapich, Coach Tommy Ho, Coach Lorenzo Guest, and Coach Bill Burkhart. Uh, shout out to those guys. But it's kind of very similar to what Zach and I went through in college. On every Friday, we would have some sort of competitive element with sled pushes or tire flips or things like that. And that goes back to your first question of culture, right? So we kind of breed that competitiveness in our culture, and that's uh, you know as uh, kind of a one of our, as we say, our, as Coach Fickle says, our edge. So that's kind of where we we push that edge on Fridays, add that competitive element with whatever whatever it is. It doesn't have to be sled push, be tire flip, it can be sandbag relay, whatever. Jimmy Rodenberg uh, back on the mic here. Uh, if you could tell us a little bit about what are some of the things when you guys are really pushing these guys on on a sprint program for that day or the sled push that day what are some of the things that you look for as far as not making it 
too crazy. What's the safety involved in, in getting that all set up? You know, the safety involved, obviously, you always got to watch out for the kids because at, at the end of the day, none of us are going to have our job without the kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, you always got to make sure that the progression's right. So the biggest thing is, you know, we start them off. We progress into the harder things towards the end, but we're never going to just try to completely overload our guys right from the beginning because, you know, we're, we're trying to eliminate as many injuries as possible, trying to really make sure, you know, we're taking care of their hamstrings, taking care of their low backs, entire posterior chain. You don't want to see them get hurt. So, really, it's just going to be a smart progression over time. You, typically, you see it in the summertime. You, it's not quite as intense right at the beginning. Then our intensity, our volume is going to pick up towards the end. As we get closer to playing ball, it's, you know, obviously, once you get to camp, boys got to be ready to run day in and day out. So, really, it's just more so trying to follow a smart progression, still a little bit of that competitive spirit, make sure that every day when they're out there running, pushing sleds, things like that, that they're constantly competing with each other. Because at the end of the day, the best kind of culture is one that's bred from each other. You know, when guys push each other, that's the best kind of thing that you can have around. Team. Oh, yeah. Team for sure. One more thing with uh, Coach Ortiz. I know he's got to roll off to a meeting. Coach, if you could uh, explain a little bit about how you guys made it through this whole COVID thing. It must have been an ordeal. As far as, like, when it first happened, we had to figure out a way for them to start training again and getting back into it. So we would have to send them stuff they were able to do at home, body weight stuff, in order to them just to make sure that they were still being active. We'll send them a workout, and we'll check on them from day to day to make sure that they're, everything's okay, everything's going well, and if they had any questions about the workout, make sure that they're, they're eating and all that good stuff. And then when we were able to, uh, back in June, when we were able to start training again, we brought guys in progressively in groups. How many, how many would you say, like, at a time we uh, brought in? We'll, we'll brought them in 25 guys at a time, and we'll have to train in small groups up in the Shakely practice facility. So we, us as a staff, we didn't have any interns to help us at the time, so we had to bring half the weight room up to the Shakely facility upstairs. Here, we're, we, we had to make sure that, that it was safe to where they can still be training outdoors with uh, airflow in, a, in the building. We were yeah. there for about two months, June and July, you guys would say before we moved, went to Camp Higher Ground. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to progressively increase the group size as the year went on. What did you guys uh, use, email and text and things like that to, uh, we, to get communicated about workouts? There's numbers, so mm-hmm. the way we'll communicate is, is we were separated by position. So say I would have like some of the skill guys, receivers or DBs, and then Coach Zach would have the some of the bigs. Coach Felino would have the backers so that's that's just that's that's the way we communicated with them so we had a uh, a set amount of guys that we would call each week so then by the time you got to camp which uh for the cincinnati bearcats it really is a camp you guys are the only i believe division one college football program in the nation that actually leaves their campus and heads out to the sticks yeah. out in indiana somewhere yeah. you know it's like a, a team bonding thing yeah I think it's really cool. I think the team loves it. It was a good experience. It was actually my first experience at Camp Higher Ground. It was a lot of fun. I ate a lot of food. We uh, there's nobody else around, so you're the players are forced to to almost bond with each other. So yeah, all because that's all they got is football and each other at Camp Higher Ground for those two to three weeks that we're there. Yeah, because you get a city uh, a city boy like me, a city slicker like me, uh, (laughs) go out to the sticks like that. It it can be you know a little little alarming. Yeah, a right. little stressful, but yeah. I mean, I mean, it was still a good experience. It was still a good experience for sure, though. As long as I got my Pure Prairie League CD with me, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, Coach, uh, Coach Ortiz, thanks for joining us uh, with this ASAP podcast. I know you got to blast out of here and get to a meeting. I but, appreciate uh, that. Appreciate your time, too. But uh, we'll go back to Zach. If you could, you know, tell us tomorrow's workout, whatever's on the platter there, whatever's on the, the whiteboard, how do you guys actually come up with what's on the whiteboard for that particular day? <clears throat> I think your, your program is an evolution of, you know, things done in the past and then, you know, adaptations made over the course of time. So obviously we, we've had last year's program that we, we go over and evaluate and then maybe there's some new things we throw in there in the spring ball that we might want to try and adapt to. And then Coach Brady really does a, a good job giving us some freedom to have our input within the program. And then, you know, that way we get our hand in it too. So ultimately the program that we do in the summer has been adapted and we're tuning in the spring. We're looking at that program to see what we can change and what ad what adaptations we can make to put our athletes in the best position to succeed going forward through the summer. You know, that's a that's accumulation of everything that's happened from the summer before through the season into winter and spring. And, you know, it's a collaborative effort. And, you know, props to Coach Brady Collins on, you know, giving us a hand in the things we do. Coach Foligno, with what Coach Brady Collins has put together here and brought in with the, with this staff of just talking to you guys, with the background that you have, he knows what he's doing setting the staff up because you guys, with the uh, collaborative and collective backgrounds, he knows he, he can count on you guys to take care of business, and it's an equal trust back and forth. One of the things he always says to us is, you know, one of the most important parts of our strength program is the four of us back in this room and the cohesion that we have. So that, that you know, that's a big part of the success of our strength program here. And, and he's done a great job hiring four different people back here that all play off each other really, really well. So, you know, all credit goes to him in terms of bringing all of us in here. We all have our different strengths and weaknesses, but we make it work and, and we grind and we make it the best program that we can possibly make it. So in terms of you know, him him hiring us in here, he's done a great job, and you know, we appreciate him and him giving us the freedom and taking our input to heart and, and things of that nature. So. Yeah, because if you're one of the Bearcat players, you, you know, you just can't mutter underneath your breath, oh, he, you know, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about, you know, or he, he doesn't know what I've been through or whatever, this and that. You guys, because of that experience, the background, you guys have an experience. You've been there. You've been to big. You guys have played in bowl games. Mm -hmm. um, Jimmy has been the head strength coach up at Grand Valley State. Brought up in a football family. His dad was, you know, at a powerhouse in, in Ohio football. If you're a player here, you're in good hands. Yeah, you're in. You good know, yeah. it's like Allstate. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a yeah. plug in for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It definitely helps that we have great kids here, too. It makes our job fun. So it's a good thing that Coach Brady hired four different people, but we're all similar, and we all have a very similar mindset, and we love strength, and we love to coach kids. So. And when you guys first got here, you know, there there had to be with, with some of the players, like, you know, what's this going to be like? Or it's all different now mm -hmm. than what it was. You know, once they saw the enthusiasm, the total love of the feel of it all, they had to really jump on board. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That You know, that's a – that's a part of what we do, man. We come in juiced up every day early, dark and early, and we leave, you know, dark and late pretty much. So it's, it's you know, it's a part of, it's a part of, uh, it's just a part of the gig. And, and it goes back to your, goes back to culture again. You know, it's a part of our culture down in the weight room. You know what I mean? There's a whole, you know, encompassing culture that Coach Vic sets out, and then there's our culture in the weight room, right, where we, you know, we, we ha like to have a lot of fun. We like to have theme lifts, all that stuff, so. All right, and then uh, Jimmy Rodenberg, you spent some time up at Grand Valley State as the head strength coach up there uh, with that football squad. How did that help you prepare, you know, to come back to Cincinnati and uh, really 
see it from a different perspective? You know, the, the thing that helped me out the most was the fact that, you know, it was pretty much a one-man show when I was up there. I got to, got the opportunity to work with great athletes, a great staff. You know, Matt Mitchell up there is running an absolutely unbelievable program. I think the, the way that he gets those players bought in is awesome. But I think the best thing that, you know, helped me see things is it helped me mature a little bit in the fact that, you know, I couldn't be a young boy anymore. I couldn't just go ahead and fall after the footsteps off the people that I've learned from. I, I had to figure out who I was as a coach really, really quick. And I had to basically implement everything in myself. You know, I had to make sure that everything we were doing was smart. I had to have control over an entire program. It's not like I'm working with four or five athletes at one time. And there, there'd be times where, you know, I got 40, 50 guys in the weight room all at the same time. And I got to figure out a way to have nice flow to the weight room, time management, and, you know, try to get my athletes the, the most amount of work in the smallest amount of time possible to make sure, you know, everything's being being, you know, built optimally and that, you know, I'm not wasting my athletes' time because at the end of the day, college athletics, these, these athletes, they, they spend so much time around athletics. They try to really perfect their craft, especially, you know, at great programs in Cincinnati, Grand Valley State. You see all these big-time programs that all these athletes are trying to perfect their craft constantly. So the more that they're in the building, you, you got to realize that their time is going to be short when they, they step outside the building. So when they get home, you still want to be able to, you know, really kind of enjoy college as well too. So I think that was one of the biggest things is, you know, the time management, realizing that, you know, these are still 18 to 23-year-old kids and that they, they still have to finish school, have to get a, get an education. That's probably the biggest thing. You know, you come to college, you have an opportunity like this, get that education. They got to get that piece of paper. That way, you know, football might end someday for a lot of these guys. They have a backup plan and realizing that what we're doing here is really going to enforce everything that they're going to do the rest of their life as far as, you know, building their character, working with teams, everything like that, so they can become the best best version of themselves they possibly can. Back to Coach Zach, if you can tell us, looking ahead, and I know you don't have your, maybe you don't have your paperwork with you, but, uh, you know, if, if we looked at next Monday and Tuesday, let's go Monday and Tuesday, you guys obviously do a lot of periodization and change this rep scheme, change set scheme from day to day. What's, what goes into that thought process and uh, what's going on Monday? Tuesday. Yeah, so basically to start our, our off-season program, we're going to run a basic linear periodization. You know, discretionary, we ran a 4 by 6 We'll take it to a 4 by 5 4 by 4 5 by 3 5 4 3 2 one. Um, you know, That's going to dominate the first five weeks of our uh, off-season training. Then from there, we'll go to a little bit more uh, undulating periodization. You know, we'll start messing around with some lighter intensities, uh, moving the bar uh, as fast as we can, so some velocity-based stuff, and then we'll look to hit some heavier numbers towards the end of this training cycle. Over to Coach Danny Felino. Uh, what's Wednesday all about? So Wednesday for us basically is a kind of a regen, reset day. Players will come down. we got a bunch of food set out for them, shakes, smoothies. Some guys at weight gain guys, we need to make milkshakes for them. Um, but in terms of our actual Wednesday lift-type thing we got going on it's just a regen day so we'll have a uh six different anywhere from probably four to six different stations of uh upper body mobility i'll just say, describe the stations to you we my station is the uh shoulder mobility station in the back coach higgs does a kind of a, a foot and uh, ankle health station up front coach jeremiah has a hip floss station up front and um coach jimmy rodenberg has a kind of a T-spine station set up there in the middle of the room. So anywhere between four and six stations we'll have on Wednesday. It's kind of just a re regen, reset for the guys. You know, they did a they did heavy doubles yesterday or and singles yesterday on trap bar deadlift. So 
their bodies are a little beat up. And so we come in and we take care of them, give them shakes, give them food, make sure they're hydrating, drinking up, and send them through um, this little re- the regen uh, station we got. Jimmy, if you could tell us, you know, maybe uh, fine-tune that station that you uh, just mentioned about T-spine area. Yeah, so T-spine, you know, everything that we're looking at is we're trying to support the thoracic spine. We put a lot of pressure on them, especially when we're squatting, we're deadlifting. Try to get as much, you know, mobility coming out of the T-spine as possible. That way, you know, their, their trunk's all supported. Um, you know, a lot of that comes to the hips, lumbar spine, pretty much everything we're doing. We're just trying to work on some sort of rotational work. Try to, you know, help help little realignment issues, things like that. Just basically try to get them to open up as much as possible. That way their back's, you know, not flamed up from the day before, especially after you hit heavy singles and doubles on deadlift the day before. Zach, if you could tell us a little bit about uh, how the sprint program, how do you incorporate the sprints and the conditioning, and how does that blend in with all the strength training that you guys do and how they, how the players recover from that? I mean, it's it's all about progression, right? So... You know, it's about utilizing what we have, uh, what time we have to make sure the athletes come back and they get acclimated to the amount of work that they're going to be doing. So, you know, we have our acclimation period where, you know, we got our athletes in for those early two weeks, and then we'll start transitioning and do some lighter running. I know the, the big thing here with Coach Brady is that we've always put an emphasis on our strength training. So we kind of we kind of mold our running around our you know our training in the weight room and I know some people do it the other way around where they, they mold their strength training around their running. We have a strength dominant program here where a lot of the emphasis we put on the guys is in the weight room getting stronger and you know obviously if you're stronger you're going to be faster you're going to be more explosive you're going to create more force but I mean when you're looking at your running going in the off season it's all about just you know having a good safe progression for the guys and we'll go from some lower intensity shorter distance runs to some more high intensity runs and uh, a little bit longer distances across uh, across our training as we try to hit all those energy systems. So, like I said, it's just all about being safe with your progression. Coach Denny Felino, the whole nation saw what you guys did against an SEC powerhouse last year, the Georgia Bulldogs, down on the bowl. You guys matched up speed-wise very, very good. You guys are doing something right. That's got to make you feel good, and that's got to take you into this uh, the summer program. You've got something to lay your foundation on. Looking at that performance in the bowl game, you know, we are whatever, two points, three points away from, from winning the Peach Bowl. So we were just proud of our kids, and it kind of gave us a little bit of motivation to put it in the kids' mind that we could play with anybody. You know what I mean? When we go into that game, people saw us. When we drew Georgia, everybody's like, they don't have a chance. You know, we lost by three points, and we had them beat three and a half quarters into the game, you know. So it gives the kids a little, a little bit of motivation. It gives them a little confidence in terms of, you know, we can play with anybody, and we can run with anybody. We're just excited for the opportunities of this season. Um, we got some big teams on the schedule, some big venues, so and the kids know, you know they're confident enough in their in their gut that they can run with anybody. Yeah, it's kind of interesting the way Brady Collins has uh, you two uh, former Michigan State Spartans because Michigan State, uh, the Spartans, are known for having a chip on their shoulder. There's even a T-shirt with an actual chip on the, yeah, on the shoulder. I'm sure <laughs> Zach and I still have a couple of those T-shirts. Yeah, got to instill that with your players too. You yeah. know, and, and you can kind of bounce that off these guys and come out with a chip on their shoulder because you guys can't slack. This this schedule coming up, everybody's going to be pointing at you. You guys are going to have the bullseye on you now, and uh, you guys have to step it up. You know, and, and I feel like that's the way our, the kids on this team want it. They want to be backed into a corner. They want to have that chip on their shoulder, and pretty much all of them do. You know, none of them are 
are, are handed anything in our program. Everything's everything's earned. It's never given. So that's a that's a big part of our culture as well. Yeah. By the way, uh, you know, we talked about Jimmy Rodenberg and how his father was a coach at high school football powers uh, throughout Indiana and Ohio. You've got a, a football history in your family yeah, too. Yeah, my, my dad. Uh, my dad's been a, a defensive coach, coordinator, and DB's coach since 1971 and two. He was a GA at Ohio State for Woody Hayes, and he's been all over the country. He coached at Michigan State, Vanderbilt, Penn, Pitt, Rice, Cincinnati from '74 to '78, I believe. Um, so he, he, you know, he's been all over the all over the country, and you know, he was he was on the staff at Michigan State when I was there, and you know, people ask me, was it hard playing? playing college football when, when your dad was on staff and I couldn't imagine it any other way it was awesome I feel fortunate for that yeah so I, I know what it's like to be a coach's kid you know yeah so this whole uh, background with you guys here at Cincinnati it just it just flows it's got a good flow to it Jimmy uh you know some of your last comments uh you got any questions for me or would you like to add anything that we forgot fortunate to be back in back in Bearcat country you know obviously being from Cincinnati it's been awesome and Coach Fickle, you know, he's run a great program since I've been here. It's been fortunate, you know, I've been fortunate. I got to see it from the the beginning, and you know, now to see the strides that they've made, you know, I just got to give all the shout outs to the to the players and to the coaching staff, you know, the changes and everything that have gone on to see this place progress into what it is now. Can't wait to see what what we have in store for this coming season. Back to Zach, if you can wrap things up for us. Yeah, uh, you know, we've got to, we're going to be keeping an eye on you, and everybody's keeping an eye on your program now. Well, thanks again, Ed, for having us on. You know, I want to say I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come back here and sit and talk shop with us. One, and then two, you know, I got a question for you just because you asked Jimmy and I, I thought about it. You know, we spend so much of our time training the guys and we're engulfed in what we do, and I don't think we ever take a step back and kind of watch guys train. So from your outside perspective, when you come in and watch the Bearcats train, what do you see? What is your observation of the Bearcats training? Thanks for asking. The first thing I would say is the overall enthusiasm just jumps out right from the beginning of the workouts. You know, the little warm-ups that you do in your certain sections, uh, that's upbeat. The music's crank. Guys mess around with these lights, which uh, kind of messes with my camera sometimes. But uh, other than that, it's kind of like a mood lighting kind of a thing down in here. I, I was here on Valentine's Day once, and, uh, you know, it, it, got a little, it got a little crazy But because uh, the lights were so dim. It's just all those little things that you guys do that make it all, make it all go. Yeah, we, like, like I said, again, we really appreciate you coming down and taking some time to talk shop with us. It's always a pleasure. And then uh, one more thing with Danny in the early 80s. As a strength coach, uh, GA up at Ohio State, uh, we put players through some training sessions to see how it's all refined and how it's just so, uh, how the progress evolved over the years. It's just uh, really cool. The other thing that really stands out is I talked about the enthusiasm, but I have to also talk about the technique that the guys, when I saw, you know, one of your star receivers doing like 400, 405 on some squats for like a set of four, and he was getting deep. These weren't fake reps. Right. You know, these weren't just like, oh, you know, I'm going down a little bit. These these were deep. Right. That's what I noticed, the, the technique and, and just the enthusiasm. And you guys have really built a program here. You know, we're trying, and we, we appreciate that. And Coach Brady and Coach Figgle have done a great job bringing us all in here and, and putting an emphasis on the teaching aspect of everything as well. You know, we don't want to just herd the kids in here and, and – Put them, push them through and push them out. You know, we really want them to learn things while they're in here. We want, we want them to learn how to train. So that's a big part of us. That's what we take pride in, you know, in the technique that our kids have on all of our, you know, structural lifts and 
our our big time exercises. So, Danny Felino, thanks for joining us with this podcast. Thank you, uh, I appreciate it. Always Jimmy Rodenberg, same thing to you. Uh, Coach Zach, thanks for joining us today, and I can say it's really been an eye opener just being up here at uh, Cincinnati and seeing what's going on. This is like you say, you guys are developing a top ten program. This is ASAP Athletic Strength and Power Podcasts. Thanks for joining us.